When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Giving Ryan Snyder the week off on the BWI Daily Edition Friday show. Pinch hitting, as always, filling in where he's needed, doing a great job when doing so. We have Dave Eckert on the show. Dave, happy Friday. How you doing, T. Frank? I'm soldiering through. We're getting through. Uh, th- this has got to be the most boring, sad week without football. You know, on the like, This is full depression mode of... <laughs> staring at walls, wandering, wandering around my apartment, not knowing what to do because there's no football like until spring. And luckily, we are almost exactly a month away from spring practice. You know, it's a football wasteland, Dave. But that's why you're here to talk about basketball, a big win in a COVID rescheduled game yesterday for Penn State basketball, a four o'clock tip time. And before I remembered it was a COVID reschedule, I'm like, wow, they really don't want anyone watching this game. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second uh, because there's uh, there's always something football-related to talk about. And NFL Combine coming up at the beginning of March, so we are a little over a week away from that. And you came up with a good idea of, of uh, a topic we could discuss today when it comes to the draft and Jahan Dotson. So fill us in on what your thought was on uh, Jahan Dotson and, and where he might go in the draft. Yeah, I just thought it would be fun to take a look at what the best fits for him might be. Um, you know, I mean, I write or a lot of mock draft stuff. I just kind of take the temperature of what the analysts are thinking for him and, and you know, pre-combine right now. I kind of tend to see him at the back of the first round, you know, somewhere from like 25 onwards. So yeah. I thought, you know, now that we know the draft order, um, taking a look at, at which of those teams might be the best fit for Jahan Dotson would be an interesting exercise. So, yeah, yeah, I think that uh, that's a it's an because I think that's a fair area to start with Dotson. He's not going to be going top 15 because to do that, you need to be. You need to be one of the freaks, right? You need to be one yeah. of the guys that has size, speed, some combination, some special skill to be ranked higher than, you know, a really good football player with really good stats and really good tape and, and really good tools. So being an all-around football player at that position, a, a clear starter in the NFL, that's a really good spot for him, and I think that's a fair thing to do. So do you want to start at 25 and go all the way down through each team, or do you want to pick out the best ones? Let's let's list the teams for the people. Perfect. All right. So yeah, twenty five. We've got your Buffalo Bills, T. Frank. Yep. Uh, then at twenty six, we've got the Tennessee Titans. At twenty seven, we've got the Tom Brady list, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Much different uh, now. <laughs> yes. Uh, twenty eighth, we've got uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, from the Forty Niners. At twenty nine, we've got uh, the Dolphins. Or I'm sorry, the Dolphins pick is from the Forty Niners. Um, and then at thirty, we've got the Chiefs at 31, we've got the Bengals, and at 32, we have everybody's favorite Detroit Lions. <laughs> Sneak the in there with that Rams yes. pick for Matt Stafford, which, uh, so they have, do they have the first and 32nd pick? 
They have the first, the the beginning. No, because the Jaguars. Jaguars have the first pick. Okay. So they're basically beginning and ending the first round. So (laughs) let's go. Let's start at 25 with the Buffalo Bills. There is the possibility of a need here where the Bills have Stephon Diggs. He needs to have a contract extension. Uh, But Gabriel Davis came on in the playoffs and was one of the best players in football in the second half of the season. But the usage there was super inconsistent. So I guess we should start before that. Let me back up. We need to establish some criteria for what's a good what's a good fit for Jahan Dotson? What are his strengths and what does he need to be? What environment does he need to be successful? Do you have any thoughts on on, on what you're looking for on this list? Yeah, I think, you know, number one is opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, right? Where can he go, where he's going to get snaps, where he's going to get a chance? Um, then you're looking at, I guess, just the quality of the offense. Yeah. And I think based on where he's projected right now there's a lot of good offenses a lot of places where he can go and and be in a system where they're competent yeah <laughs> which is not always the case um looking at you jacksonville but uh, <laughs> hey they got doug peterson now that'll fix yeah. everything right yeah, you know right? um and then you look at the quarterback too yeah. uh so you know i mean there's there's various things and i'm sure you have some thoughts too frank but i think there's you know a solid baseline um, yeah, I don't know how the NFL is going to see Jahan. And that's that's to me, that's the question is, is he going to be a slot only at the next level? Because I think he's got the versatility to play both inside and outside. His release at the line of scrimmage is good. Um, now, in the, in, you know, facing NFL corners, he's going to see more physicality at the line of scrimmage. So his size and his strength, that is one of the things that is going to be a knock on him in his draft profile. So teams that have... Uh, offensive intelligence to use players in more than one way. And they're not just going to stick him at one spot and, uh, and let him play that spot. Like, I don't think he's a slot only receiver. I think he has the versatility to maximize his talent that way. And that's why I think the bills are a good starting place because they've done some of that. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders most likely moving on this offseason. So they do need another young player on that roster. Cole Beasley is over 32 years old now. Uh, my wife says every time he gets hit, it looks like that's the last play he's ever going to play in football. <laughs> so, so there is room for Jahan here. But I don't know that they're going to prioritize a weapon like that when they've already got guys they like in Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, and right. Dawson Knox at tight end who finally turned the corner and learned how to catch the football. So it's a potential fit, but I'm not sure that that is going to be where he lands. I am skipping right over the Tennessee Titans because they play with two receivers. And I don't think his, his, his skills are best accentuated in an offense where he's going to come in only on third down and be targeted four times in a month. And, and their, their offense is not conducive to having receivers on the football field. Tampa Bay is an interesting one. What do you think about Tampa Bay? Yeah, it, it it largely depends on their quarterback. Uh, you know, I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. Blaine um, Gabbert. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah, that's probably not who you want throwing you the football. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, it depends what they do at quarterback. Um, that's a place where there could be some opportunity. Chris Godwin, free yep. agent. Uh, Mike Evans, free agent as well. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, there's... You know, is Gronk going to keep going there? Probably not, right? No. So, no. you know, there's 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 a void there, um, certainly. So that's a place where he could get some chances. It just kind of depends where that that's one of those places here where 
okay, do they have that baseline competence offensively that you need for a rookie wide receiver to succeed? And yeah. I don't know if whether or not the answer is yes there based on who their quarterback is going to be. So, so it's interesting because this is a good schematic fit. One of Dotson's strengths is as a vertical receiver, getting downfield, route running, and creating space for himself. In Bruce Arians' offense, it's a vertical-based system. Now, Tom Brady implemented a little more short passing. They, they, they focused a little more on throwing to the running backs, to the tight ends, but it's bombs away traditionally with Bruce Arians. And he's not the biggest guy in the world, and he would definitely be a step down from six foot nine Mike Evans and 13-foot-tall right. Chris Godwin, <laughs> but he has skills to get open deep and create those plays. So it would be a good fit. I do think that because... That's a team that used Chris Godwin in the slot as as a 6'2 receiver. So they have that ability to be flexible with talent and, and alignment too. But you're right. It, it, it doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers is going to be moving. They just hired his favorite quarterback coach back in Green Bay. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you know, for you, the Vikings upsetting. fan. I'm so tired of it, too, Frank. Make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, he hasn't uh, done anything with that when he's gotten in the playoffs. So it ultimately ends in as much frustration as what you may have. So <laughs> I, I think Tampa Bay is the best fit we've seen so far that doesn't make it a great fit for production. But speaking of mm. Green Bay Packers, 28. Tell me about uh, the Packers and what you think from that standpoint, whether Dotson would fit there. Yeah, I think he would definitely fit there, right? I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers loves Devontae Adams. We all know this. Um, but they've got a little bit of a salary cap situation going on there. And and look, you prioritize Devontae Adams, right? You have that weapon. That's the guy that you prioritize. But, you know, I mean, do they have to maybe clear out the rest of the wide receiver room to make room for uh, – you know, to make salary cap space because they're in trouble. They have a problem. So, you know, I, I could foresee there being some opportunity there for Jahan Dotson, depending on how the opportunity plays out. And then you look at the other factors, right? I mean, what more could you ask for? You get to learn from Devontae Adams. You've got Aaron Rodgers throwing you the football. Yep. I mean, Similar player, too, uh, yeah. with Devontae Adams. I think maybe a little bit bigger, a little stronger, but he doesn't use physicality to win. He is very much a route runner. He uses his feet and his agility to get open. And and, and I think that you're right. That's a, that's a great place that is dying for another good receiver. So unlike Tennessee, who also runs a run-heavy team, play action, uh, the Packers, they do a lot of play action throwing deep. I do think here... There is more opportunity because you have Aaron Rodgers and you have a little bit more flexibility in the style of offense to to be a little more multiple. It's not just Ryan Tannehill under center and Derrick Henry 15 times and then you get yours after that and then the fourth quarter rolls around. So that uh, I mean that that's going up to number 1 on our list right now. The Dolphins 29th. I'm just a hard pass on this one. Yeah. Just a hard pass on this one because you got a first year head coach you have uh, Mike McDaniel, who is from the Kyle Shanahan tree, and his first comments about <laughs> how they're going to run that offense is all about time of possession and running the football. And 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 for our BWI message board members, you're gonna you probably love in the conversation about you need to establish possession and play keep away. <laughs> That's not conducive to being a good. Like maybe it is conducive to being a good receiver, but to a tongue of Loa, I I no no. The Bengals, 
does Tyler Boyd move on? Is there an opening and an opportunity here for uh, for Dotson if he comes in and would probably be more of that slot guy? But in that offense, I think that's an interesting fit. What do you think? Yeah, you know, definitely you, you've got the quarterback. You've got a system that that works pretty clearly. It's, it's the opportunity is the question, right? I mean, Jamar Chase is a stud. T. Higgins, stud. Yep. So, you know, yep. at, at, at best, you're – the number three there and they love to give the ball to Joe Mixon too. Joe Mixon gets the ball a ton as a proud Joe Mixon fantasy owner. Yeah. I love it. But, uh, so, you know, you, you look at, I mean, how many targets is he going to get? Uh, is he going to get there? I don't yeah. know. Um, and really, I mean, are they going to pick a wide receiver there? I yeah, like probably not. They're probably going to pick an offensive lineman. They so really they need those play. really yeah. need those. Uh, uh uh, yeah, uh, our last team, and I. This is the, the, where we started with a hard no, but the Detroit Lions at thirty-two. They do need they do need receiver help. So if we're talking about volume of targets, Dotson would walk in and be the best receiver on this team, and Jared Goff is presumably the quarterback. Yeah, I guess. I mean, is this the is this another wasteland of uh, of of offensive lack of production? I don't know. It just seems like a terrible situation. You never want to be a Detroit Lion. Let's be honest. <laughs> like you know, like, it is so but, sad. But Frank, we we missed the Chiefs. We skipped over the Chiefs. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I skip so, over the Chiefs? We did. Oh, at thirty. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thirty. So how does think, how does that work? Other than perfectly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think this is the one that I would go with because. Yeah. You know, they still haven't really landed on a number two wide out to Tyreek Hill. Uh, Travis Kelsey is getting older. They might need to to find somebody to maybe take a little bit of that target share. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. Offense, awesome. So, I mean, you know, I'm not really sure that there's a ton to dislike about this, uh, about that scenario. And actually, that is, you know... A, a team that I see him landing at a lot in mock drafts too. So yeah. I do think that would be a really interesting and, and, and good fit for him. And it, it, um, it checks all our boxes too. offensive creativity, the ability to play inside outside doesn't have to be the number one, but can feast on the lack of coverage and can get open in a, in a lot of ways. And teams play zone against the chiefs all the time. And if there's one thing Dotson is particularly great at it is destroying zones at least on the college level so having that guy who has a feel for that now how do you win against kelsey who's good at that and tyreek hill who is a threat to take it every way every which way on the field so yeah i i think we found our winner there of uh you know if you're pensay fan cross your fingers that he is a, he's going to be a kansas city chief in the future so that you can have a proud nittany lion in the nfl tearing it up like micah parsons yeah, I agree. Maybe, maybe, maybe not well. to that level, but yeah. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So let's transition and, and start talking about uh, Penn State proper. Uh, the basketball team won a gritty performance, I think Michael Shrewsbury called it, uh, yesterday. Gritty, not pretty. 
Gritty, yeah. not pretty. Uh, it was not pretty for Minnesota. I actually was uh, out doing some things, and I came back, and it was 67-48 at the end. 46, yeah. 46. Yeah. So that's the by far the best defensive performance of the season, and by far the most complete game they put together, right? It, it's it's definitely, in my opinion, their most complete game. Um, Minnesota, I mean, look. Minnesota might have had 10 good looks in this entire game. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a case of, you know, occasionally in college basketball, you're going to team that just can't hit a shot. I mean, Penn State fans know this because a lot of times <laughs> I see this Penn State. So, but I mean, the defense was smothering. It was impressive. It, it, it really was. I mean, that's, that's my primary takeaway from this game is just how well Penn State defended, especially considering Minnesota dropped 76 on them a week ago. So, uh, 30 point performance here defensively for Penn State. How the biggest difference to you between the two games? And I know that this, there's a lot of stuff going on with this game. So maybe we should back up and start with that. I, I kind of gave a preview of it at the beginning of the show. But what are the circumstances that you're playing a Thursday game at 4 p.m. at the Bryce Jordan Center? Yeah, um, Minnesota had a COVID problem when this game was originally scheduled to be played. So they uh, had to move it. There was a women's game at seven um, already scheduled. So, uh, yeah, they ended up playing on a weekday uh, at four o'clock. <laughs> and there were not that many people there to see it. But that's okay. I think Penn State's used to that. Um, yeah, uh, I think the biggest difference defensively for them is, you know, <laughs> Eric Curry, who is not a very good scoring center hit about 59 jump shots in the first game <laughs> uh, <laughs> jump shots that they were giving him, by the way, they said, here, shoot it. Cause we don't think you will make this. Um, and he made it a lot. And he had one point in this game. He was over six from the field. So more of what you, know, you would expect from that particular player right, in this game. Right. Yeah. And, and then you look at, you know, Peyton Willis, Minnesota's second leading scorer. He was, he had five points, two of six from the field. Really the only guy, that had it going at all was Jamison Battle, who is their leading scorer. He finished with 16, but he 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 shot it 15 times to get there. He was six of 15 from the field. So, really, I think that's like an efficiency margin that Penn State will take with him. So, you know, I mean, there were just no bright spots for Minnesota offensively. It was dominant. It really was. What what is um. What's been the common theme in these two straight wins for Penn State this week? Because they, they uh, rebounded a major way from a, I think it was a three or four game skid, come back, three, beat Michigan yeah. State, and then beat uh, Minnesota. So what's been the common theme the last two games? I think they've played offense a little bit better. Um, you know, I think Penn, Penn State actually shot over 50% in this game, um, which might be, I didn't look it up before, and that might be their best mark of the season. They were at 53.8 in this game. Um, they were 7 of 14 from three, which they don't do a lot. That's really good. Um, and against Michigan State, look, I mean, I really felt like Penn State just wanted that game more than Michigan State. And I know that's cliche and not very good analysis, but I mean, I, I, Michigan, uh, oh, Michigan State, excuse me. Sorry, I thought you meant Minnesota. Yeah. yeah sorry, yeah, continue. Well, yeah. But, but, but I think that, you know, they're playing a ton of games in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. They do not. They do not go very deep into their vent, their bench. They have a core of seven or eight guys that get the vast majority of their minutes, right? And so to get these guys playing with maximum effort, defending the way that they do, because if Penn State doesn't lock you down defensively, Penn State doesn't beat you, right. okay? 
that is like that is item number one on the checklist. So to be in the dog days of the season where you're playing, in this case, after one day of rest, and to be able to put in that type of defensive performance, can, all of these factors considered, I think is really impressive. Um, it, it illustrates, I think, a level of buy-in um, with Mike Shrewsbury. Um, and, you know, this team has good leaders. John Hare is a great leader. So, you know, I think that's really the biggest factor is, you know, they, they were what? They were 4-9 in the Big Ten coming into the, these two games. Um, their goals for the season were pretty much, you know, off in the distance. Like, yeah. you know, a postseason berth was not happening. And now all of a sudden they're 6-9. and nine. You know, they go, if they go 3-2 and two down the stretch, they've got to win a game in the Big Ten tournament and they probably get into the NIT. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's it's a lot more realistic now. They didn't quit, and I think that's that's impressive. What did Penn State get from Jalen Pickett yesterday? Mm. Jalen Pickett was great. Jalen Pickett was awesome. Great is underselling it. Uh, he was, you know, they, they did, Penn State ran pick and roll action with Jalen Pickett and John Harrod probably on 75% of its possessions, and Minnesota just had no chance against it. It was like they've never seen a pick and roll before. It was pretty, like, <laughs> it was, it it was, you know, Jalen Pickett with a uh, a shot from mid-range or close close to the basket with space or a John Hara layup just about every time. Um, so, and look, that's what, that's what they brought Jalen Pickett in to do. Jalen Pickett is Micah Shrewsbury's pick and roll maestro. That's what they want from him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really, that's all there was to it. And they ran some isolation stuff for Jalen Pickett too, um, just because he was feeling it. You know, you get him one-on-one with your defender and, and, and you know, he makes a play. Um, two of four from three as well, which is important. Nine of 14 from the field, uh, really efficient. Yeah, he was great. Um, he was really good on defense too. I think he had two steals and two blocks as well. So, uh, One other yeah. play I want to ask about because I, I think he's a key to this whole thing. When he's playing his best, Penn State actually is a threat offensively and has a high-level defense. That's Seth Lundy. What did they get from him offensively yesterday, and has he continued to, you know, provide it and bring it on the defensive side of the ball, which can be sometimes up and down depending on how he's playing that night, or at least it was early in the year. Yeah, Seth had a little bit of a down game. He had he had three points in this one, um, but you know it's interesting, right? Uh, Seth Lundy is Penn State's best defender, and I think Seth Lundy should be on the big, the all big 10 defensive team at the end of the year. I don't know if he will um, just because Penn state isn't one of the, the better teams in the big 10, right. but he guards the best player every time. And actually it was interesting. I was pointing this out on our message boards. Um, every time Minnesota was coming up the floor it, from like a stretch, starting at like 10 minutes left in the first half, they were running a screen for battle uh, to force the switch to get Lundy off of him. <laughs> right <laughs> because and, and you know that was battle's best uh best stretch of the game when they were doing that you know they were get it was usually sesums or or dalian johnson that would pick him up yeah and and you know battle would just take him and, and 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 score um so i think that's a little bit of an indication about what teams think of seth blondie's ability to defend i i, I do want to point out though that he was wearing a back brace at halftime which i've never seen him do before um 
He didn't play. And look, Penn State blew him out. So, right. you know, Mike Shrewsbury had an opportunity to get some rest for his guys. And I don't want to read into this too much, but I don't think he played all that much in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe just something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I, actually, he played 24 minutes total, which is not a ton. You're so. you're you're making you're bringing up things that make me want to ask more questions. So I got a couple more. How important is that then when it, you you get a blowout and you get to rest players the second half mm-hmm. of the game? How because you said they're in the dog days. There's yep. a, a brutal stretch here that they need to win. Getting that rest in the second half. How critical can that be to set them up for the next game? I think it's huge. Um, you know, if, if Lundy is a little bit banged up, I mean that's that's really big for him. John Hara only had to play 22 minutes. Jalen Pickett, who plays pretty much every minute of every game, only had to play 31. So, again, you get these guys off their feet a little bit. That's that's important. That's really mm-hmm. big. Um, they've got a really big game at Maryland um, coming up on Monday. You know, to get to that three and two mark, they pre- they have they have to win a road game. They've got three road games and two home game, home games left, and that's probably the most winnable one. Um, so yeah, that's big. I think Maryland plays tomorrow. Uh, so they do have a little bit of a rest advantage there, which is also big. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely getting guys off their, pe- their feet is really important. Uh, Dalian Johnson, you mentioned him a couple minutes ago. He's started. He's been getting a start maybe the last month, maybe a little yeah. longer than that. What is he bringing to uh, the court, and why is he getting out there as as one of the guards over some of the other guys, and and then bringing Sam Sessoms off the bench? Yeah, I think outside of Sessoms, he's probably like one of very few fast players that Penn state has, (laughs) you know, there's not, there's not a ton of speed on this roster and, and, you know, he can cut, he can run through and, 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 you know, get himself open in the corner or on the wing. He's a good three point shooter. Um, I think he was, uh, yeah, he made one three, um, yesterday, but, but yeah, that's what he does. I mean, you know, he's, he's not the strongest. I think he struggles a little bit defensively just because he lacks um, size. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's quick. He's going to cut. Um, he's going to give you some three-point shooting. He's going to play a little bit faster um, than, than pretty much everybody else on the court unless Sessons is out there with him. Um, and, and Penn State needs that dynamism, you know? I mean, look, Penn State doesn't want to play fast. I think we've talked about this a hundred times on here. They want to play slow, but... They need somebody who can who can use their speed to create space for themselves and, and create space for, for others, especially yeah. when you're playing in the half court. You still you need know. offense. Even yeah. if you don't play fast, you need offense, and speed helps to get people open. For sure. Yeah. For sure, and he does that. Uh, last thing, then, is if Penn State, again, if they want to make a postseason run, they want to be at their, at their best, they need Greg Lee back. What's mm-hmm. the situation with Greg Lee? Any update on his injury? Yeah, um, we were in practice Monday, um, and I believe he just had an ankle brace on, so he's out of his boot, which is good. Um, he does seem to just, it, it doesn't look like he's walking pain-free when you see him at games and you see him, you know, at, at practice. So I don't I don't know how close he is. Micah Shrewsbury says he's day-to-day. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know how close he is. Um, if they can get him back, that's huge. But for the for the tournament, maybe even if it isn't for the end of the season, do you think by the Big Ten tournament he might be available? Probably, if I okay. had to guess. Um, I, I would. Yeah, I, I think he'll probably play before the regular season is over. If I had to guess, um, I don't think it's like a super long term thing. But you know, as for like, is he going to play Monday? 
Probably not. If I had to, if I had to make a guess, and if he does, I wouldn't expect to see that much of him. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know they'd love to get him back, but they're playing all right without him, mm-hmm. um, really, which I, I think kind of surprised me um, because if you look at how they were succeeding with him, it's because they were getting a ton of second chances. They were right. you know we're we're gonna crash the offensive glass like crazy. We're gonna get second chances for ourselves. It's not gonna matter that much if our offense isn't that efficient. Um, and you know, lately their offense has been more efficient and, you know, they've, they've, they've done well defensively as well. So, you know, they'd love to get them back, I'm sure. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it's as urgent as it seemed to me, at least, uh, when the injury happened. So you mentioned Monday with Maryland, what time's the game and where can people check out your work and follow along with you while you're watching the game? No idea what time the game is, T. Frank. I'm gonna oh. Google it for you right now. <laughs> well, I'll while you're doing that, I'll fill everybody in on the fact that they can check out BlueWhiteIllustrated.com for just one dollar. Sign up for the Lions Den message form where you can ask uh, Dave any question you want about basketball, basketball recruiting. We I read your answer yesterday on the BWI Mailbag Show, so thank you for that for that assist on uh, a question because I want to make sure we're getting as much basketball on the show as we can with uh, with the season coming to a, uh, an end here in the first season under Micah Shrewsbury. So now that you're done typing, what time is the game <laughs> on Monday? Uh, 7 o'clock, which really, you know, probably could have guessed 7 o'clock. <laughs> <but> <laughs> that's the basic start time. Um, but yeah, uh, Maryland struggling this season. Interim coach Danny Manning. Not really getting it done. So, winnable game for Penn State. They usually play well there, too. So, we'll see. At David Eckert 98 you can check him out on Twitter during the game. Get his live analysis and uh, instant reactions. And, of course, like I said, Lion's Den message form. There's a live game thread every time. It is the best second screen experience you can have because the people there are actually talking the game. And there's insight and information from experts like Dave and Nate Bauer. So, that'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition. And, Nate, that'll do, or Nate, just talking about Nate. Uh, Dave, we will do it. That'll do it for the week here. Luckily, we're done for the week because now I'm calling people by the wrong names. So, pretty good. Thanks for coming on, Dave. You got it, T. Frank, anytime. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, to YouTube. A couple things came out this week. If you didn't see it and you don't uh, have the notification on, we had uh, a film room on Javen Williams. There's going to be another one coming out uh, in the near future on Anthony Donko, the other offensive lineman that committed in the month of January to Penn State football. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. We'll talk to you then. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.